Welcome to the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss travel in South Africa and beyond for persons with disabilities and special needs with our host, Lois Strachan. Join us as we share inspiring stories of people who travel, exciting, accessible travel experiences, and showcase service providers who will accommodate those with special needs. And now, on with the show. everyone and welcome to today's special episode of the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Lois Strachan. Now you may be wondering why this is a special episode. That's because it's our first anniversary as a podcast. And later on, we'll be sharing some birthday messages that we've received from people we've interviewed in the past year. But as always, we have an interview to share with you of someone involved in the accessible travel sector. Today, we're talking to Larissa Sparg, the owner and founder of The Gallivanting Goose, a scavenger hunt that takes place either in Cape Town or in Johannesburg. What Larissa shares with us in the interview was her first experience of making the game accessible to persons with mobility impairments, as well as her plans to increase the inclusion of persons with other disabilities into her scavenger hunt games. It's a really great interview, and it's exciting to share breaking news of service providers who are making their activities more inclusive to travelers with special needs. So let's go right ahead and meet Larissa Sparg of the Gallivanting Goose. Today on the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast, we're talking to Larissa Sparg, who's the owner and founder of the Gallivanting Goose. How are you doing today, Larissa? I'm fine, thank you. It's a bit chilly outside, but otherwise we're good. Thank you very much. Well, to be perfectly honest, here in Cape Town, we are so desperate for the rain that we need to be grateful for that. Thanks so much for joining us today, and I'm looking forward to sharing some information with you and hearing what you have to share with us about the the gallivanting goose. But maybe we can start off by just asking for you to introduce yourself and your company to our listeners. Thank you, Lewis, and hello, listeners. Um, It's a pleasure to be here. And as you've already said, I am the founder and the owner of The Gallivanting Goose. And what we really do, the company offers scavenger hunts, but in the form of an app um, to gamify the experience. So it becomes a wild goose chase game. That's also what we refer to it as. And really, it's it's aimed mostly at uh, the adults' market. So it's a team building exercise or just a social game that um, people can play in with groups of friends? What What is your target market usually? Uh, for the most part, is it is the corporate market where they will use it as a team building um, vehicle, uh, end of year function or something to break the ice or companies will use it in conferences to, to get the, to get things going. Um, 
also it can be used for social functions. I've had many uh, an individual book a game for a big celebration for their 40th birthday or something like that. And also it has been used for educationals where various companies have wanted to introduce, whether it be uh, people from the media or various people from a particular industry they wish to introduce them to their property. So they will then request that the Gallivanting Goose customizes a game that gets built on their property. So really anything from team building to social function to an educational. So can you just to give the listeners, you know, those who don't know or understand the concept of a scavenger hunt, can you just tell us a little bit about how the game actually works? All right. So as you've already said and I've said, it, it is a scavenger hunt. It's also known as a wild goose chase game. It is fun, it is engaging, it is educational. The experiences offer an element of competition while all activities also tracked in real time so that participants can view each other's activities. So where, by saying this, what happens is while you're playing the game, in order to take part in the challenges, you need to deliver every challenge with either a photograph or a video. So this is where you get to track each other's activities. Also, there's a live leaderboard. So as you work through each challenge, so that leaderboard moves. Which The fun part which adds to, to the game is there's a facilitator that also adds extra score or takes away scores depending on how somebody, how the team is performing in that particular challenge where they got the right or wrong answer. So you're working through a property or a particular destination, really going through as a scavenger hunt. So members of teams participating must work together to complete the challenges. And as we already said, it's all through the app, but requires them to be creative. They need to use teamwork. They have to uh, have good communication. They need to apply strategy. And it's a lot of problem solving skills. The way the game is played depends on each team. Some teams are more strategic than others. Some teams, the communication falls flat and you can see the results at the end. And as already said, there are various venues that where the game is really set up and can be played. And for the most part, they're great tourist attractions uh, within Cape Town, as well as the Johannesburg Arena. So you recently ran your first um, scavenger hunt, Wild Goose Chase, for a wheelchair accessible community. What made you, or how did you go about changing the game to accommodate the needs of the community and what was the driving force behind doing that? Uh, well, to start off with, uh, it all came about in in 2018, last year, mid-last year. I hosted a game for a, um, a bunch of individuals within our tourism industry. And in that game, I met Deirdre Gower from the Warriors on Wheels Foundation. And she arrived with her son, Damien, who is uh, mobile impaired. And as she arrived, I immediately became aware that, oh, dear, this game is not going to be able to accommodate them. We were playing a particular game um, in the CBD of Cape Town. Her and I chatted a little bit. Unfortunately, Deirdre's got a really can, a great can-do attitude, and she, she got on with things where she could. But it certainly started up the conversation between her and I, and we initially looked at each other and said, all right, we've got to do something about this. We then chose a particular property that would be wheelchair accessible, wheelchair friendly, and that was the VNA waterfront. And she took me through the property. She showed me what we what we need to look out for. She she taught me um, various things that potentially I wasn't aware of. And that's really where it started off and, and that's where we, we went to with the accessible wheelchair friendly game. 
And more than anything, it was realizing that there there are more things that can become more accessible for for those who are mobile impaired. And being able to to make a game for the gallivanting goose mobile friendly was was something that I was very excited about doing. Why do you think it's important for the tourism industry to accommodate the the needs of persons with special needs? Again, I think through Deirdre, also um, old neighbours of ours, as well as a few other acquaintances, I've slowly but very surely become aware of how difficult it can be to get around and take part in certain things in Cape Town and also South Africa, really, if you have different abilities. It can be downright hard and frustrating too. So I was glad to be able to make a game with the gallivanting goose, something that is accessible for more people to be able to experience and enjoy and also experience the fun of taking part in, in a game. Which is, I think that's amazing. And I think it's, it's you know, hats off to you and your team for for making that decision. And I think you'll find as well, um, as we, we get greater levels of inclusion and employability within the marketplace, you may well find that this will be a game that you'll need in your corporate work as well which I really hope that will will happen. Sure, sure. Sure. I've had a few um, inquiries over time. And as I say, I don't think I've had the know-how in the past. Uh, whereas now, as yeah, a little bit more education and awareness, you you start figuring things out and how to to make this happen. Well, that's great. And thank you for your willingness to to be innovative and look at how you could make it accessible. What was the feedback from the uh, mobility-impaired team's and, and people who took part, what, what was their feedback like? Um, initially, there's uh, probably skeptic. I think they were nervous at first as they didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. Uh, but as with them, as in, as in most people who finish up in the game, I always say if I could bottle the happiness that comes out of it, um, I would be a very wealthy individual because I could sell <laughs> happiness in a bottle. But um it, it, it was it was a similar thing where they came up in the end and they said it was great fun. It was interesting. It was engaging. And they were able to take part. I think uh, that was the most important thing. That was a big test for Deirdre and I putting this together was they were able to take part with ease. And they felt that they could get around without being restricted and engage and take part in the game. Oh, that's great. And certainly the feedback that I heard from the people who did participate was also that it was a huge amount of fun. This might be a tough question, and I realize I'm putting you a bit on the spot, but are you planning in the future to make the game accessible for those with other different needs, like myself being visually impaired, those who are hearing impaired? What are your plans to look at increasing the accessibility? I think, Lewis, it's the same, similar thing to what it was when I was confronted with um, those in wheelchairs it's an area I don't know much about so I would start off by saying sure it's it's a it's something that I would need to learn more about I would need guidance on how to go about doing things I think just some of the brief conversations you and I've had you've already made me aware of particular tools that I, I didn't even know were were out there so it's the figuring out of the how I think the games for the most part um, live with within the gallivanting goose, so it's a case of just adapting them in order to be accessible for, yeah, as you say, um, such as individuals like yourself who are, who, who are blind. 
um, it would certainly be a great challenge to be able to take on. And, and I would say, yes, the, the door is open for that. I've just got to be shown how to do it. Great. Well, I'm sure that we can have a conversation after this and, and see how we can help you to get to that knowledge and, and information. It would be, sounds Thank like you. a fun project. Thank you. So for those who have been listening and going, this sounds really fascinating. I want to find out more. How can we contact you? I think a good start is the website. Um, so that will be your first stop because from there, the links will be through to any of the social media pages of Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Facebook has got a plethora of uh, great images and a whole lot of detail and background on, on games and events that have gone down in the past. So that website is the World Wide Web, www.thegg. So it looks like T-H-E-G, but it's thegg.co.za. Or otherwise, just email directly on talktome at thegg.co.za. But the website, as I say, has got all the links as well as contact details, telephone numbers and that sort of thing. Great. Thanks for sharing that. And hopefully you will get some inquiries after this podcast comes out. So then as, just as a final question, you know, if, if people are interested in participating but are a little uncertain about whether it'll, they'll be able to or what to do next, what would you say to those people who are thinking about it but are a bit nervous? Talk to me. I think that's probably the first start. Talk to me. Uh, let me understand what your constraints, concerns are, and I uh, should be able to give you some details on what to expect, and hopefully that will put your mind at ease and we'll be able to work out a solution that, that uh, will allow you to take part in the game. That's great. Sounds like some great advice. Thanks so much, Larissa. It's been really fascinating to chat to you, and I really do look forward to engaging further, looking at how we can make the game even more accessible for others like myself. For sure. For sure, and thank you so much for having me. Only a pleasure. Today on the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast, we've been chatting to Larissa Spark, who's the owner and founder of the Gallivanting Goose, a scavenger hunt game that is based in and around locations in Cape Town and in Johannesburg. It's been really great to chat to you, Larissa, and we look forward to chatting to you further in the future. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Larissa. It was absolutely fantastic having the opportunity of interviewing Larissa Sparg from the Gallivanting Goose. And I'm sure we're going to have her back on the show as we continue the story of how she makes the game more inclusive for persons with special needs. But now it's time for us to recognize and celebrate a whole year of producing podcasts on accessible travel for the Accessible South Africa platform. I've had the most amazing time over the past year learning about accessible travel, interviewing some fantastic people, and getting to learn more about what makes travel easy or difficult for persons with different disabilities. To mark this special occasion, we thought it would be a great idea to go back to some of the people we've interviewed over the past year and ask them to share a birthday greeting with us. And you're going to hear some familiar voices as you go through this next section of the podcast. So let's dive in to those congratulatory messages. Hi, Lois. It's Bryony here. 
Here's to wishing the Accessible South Africa podcast a very happy first birthday. Onwards and upwards. Greetings, everyone. This is Poonam Vaidya from Karnataka, India. Today, I would like to wish Accessible South Africa podcast a very happy first anniversary on today, the 3rd of September. Hello, Lois. It's Angelique from the beautiful Sierra Zipline Adventures. I'd like to say happy, happy first anniversary. I hope you guys go from strength to strength at Accessible accessible South Africa Travel. Please, 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 you guys must just take it to the top with this awesome, awesome, awesome podcast, website, everything. And we'd like to see you guys around sometime. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. This is Josh from the Accessible Travel Forum. I just want to wish everybody at the Accessible South Africa podcast a very happy first anniversary. And I'm looking forward to your second year of broadcasts. Take care. Hi, this is Marlene LaRue, CEO of Artscape Theatre Complex in South Africa, Cape Town. I would like to wish the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast a happy first anniversary. Well done for the innovative and wonderful podcast that you have created. Hi, Accessible South Africa family. My name's Nikki Kemp. Wishing you guys at Accessible South Africa a very, very happy first birthday. Um, and let it be the first of many years to come. Happy birthday. This is Walt Scott, head jefe of uh, Walt Scott Media, wishing everyone at the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast a very, very happy first birthday. Lois, you are a rock star. Keep doing what you're doing. We need more people like you. Keep inspiring us. This is Renee Tembi. I am a disability advisor at Renee Tembi Consulting. A few months ago, I had the pleasure and lots of fun with being interviewed by Lois. So here goes a very happy first birthday to Lois and the team at Accessible SA. Thank you for the important work you do in sharing traveling stories and experiences so others with disabilities and restricted mobility can dare to travel and go on adventures on their own and more importantly with their loved ones. Wishing you continued success and I look forward to hearing the many future travel podcasts to come. Hip, hip, hooray! Thanks to everyone who shared a birthday message with us for this episode. It was really great having the opportunity to interview you and I look forward to interviewing more people in the accessible travel sector in the coming years. From my side, before I wish you happy travels until the next episode, I want to leave you with a recording from Deirdre Gower, the founder of the Accessible South Africa platform. A huge congratulations to Lois on the 20th episode and one year of podcasting on the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. I couldn't be more proud of the platform you've created and the stories you're sharing and your advocacy for accessible tourism in South Africa and beyond. Here's to plenty more episodes, a lot more stories shared and more advocacy through the stories you're telling, the interviews you're conducting and just the awareness you're creating in general in all your work. Congratulations. That's it from us for this time. You can find Accessible South Africa on the web 
at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za or on Facebook and Instagram at Accessible South Africa or on Twitter at AccessibleSA. You can also email us at podcast at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za. Editing by Deirdre Gower. Our theme music is by Louis Chichao, based on a motif by Lois Strachan. Credits read by Andre de Toy, the big positive guy. Thanks for joining us on Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. We'll see you next time. And until then, happy travels.